TikTok Creators Fund gets first recipients, TikTok's acquisition prospects evolve, and Facebook bets on finance. It's Monday, August 17th, 2020. All that's coming up along with the week's news quick hits on episode 417 of Brave Ad World. New consumers, new media, new strategies. This is Brave Ad World. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 417 of Brave Ad World, the official podcast of BraveAdWorld.com, which combines actionable insights with some of the latest headlines in social media and digital marketing news. Every week or close to it, I take the top stories, provide a recap, and then share insights as to what those stories might mean to us as marketers. My name is Taylor Wigert, and oh, we have so much to get through uh, in this episode. But before I get to that, just a heads up, there won't be an episode next week. Hopefully, I'll be back to recording the week after that. So yes, no episode next week. If you miss it, it's if you're missing something, uh, it's not your player or your RSS issues with the RSS. It's There's no episode. All right. With that out of the way, let's just dive into things and talk first about TikTok. So as you're probably well aware, TikTok's future is up in the air, but those they're still hustling uh, with Instagram in full creator recruitment mode for reels in hopes of recruiting creators away from TikTok. TikTok's giving creators a few more reasons to stay. $200 million worth of reasons, actually. So TikTok's new creator fund has its first group of creator recipients tapping into it. The first wave includes 19 creators with strong following on the TikTok app. Now, this is just the first round of the creators fund, which aims to help creators turn TikTok into a livelihood. TikTok wants creators on its platform, making money off of it and continuing to create content for the platform. Now, it's open to those who are 18 years or older, have at least 10,000 followers and have generated 10,000 video views in the last 30 days and post only original content. So if you're posting other people's content, you're out. Now, while it's unclear just how much money each of these 19 creators will get, the message TikTok wants to communicate is clear. TikTok is ready to invest in creators who invest in it. Now, the goal is actually to increase the fund to $1 billion in three years, so uh, five times greater than what it's at right now. This playbook's, it's not an, it, this playbook's not a new one. We've seen YouTube. They have a creator program of their own, but this is one feather in TikTok's cap as sort of the sharks start to circle because TikTok's in a pretty tricky spot in this move. It couldn't have been timed any better. Instagram, they're pushing hard to get creators onto its Reels feature, even though it's been met with pretty uh, lukewarm reviews. And with TikTok's future uncertain, the allure, it, it's certainly there. Creators are looking at these two platforms and it's saying, do I invest in the sure thing or do I keep on going with the platform that uh, I built a reputation on? This move, it's just a commitment by TikTok to invest. Now it needs to continue operating in the US to follow through on that investment, but its intentions are clearly out there. TikTok saying, we're here to support you if you support us. All right, let's talk about that acquisition here in our next story because last week it seemed pretty likely that Microsoft buying TikTok, it it was almost all but a done deal, but we've we've learned new things this week that make the future look pretty hazy. So 
starting with Microsoft. Microsoft acquiring TikTok by September 15th is looking like a very complex proposition, almost too complex for it to even be done in time. President Trump has said if things can't be transferred over to Microsoft by September 15th, then he'll just ban TikTok outright. But a transition over to Microsoft could take a year or more to separate TikTok from ByteDance completely. Now, ByteDance has already worked to separate TikTok from its infrastructure, but that's not a quick job. Some of the server code it shared with other ByteDance products. The other issue is TikTok's algorithm, which is designed to keep users watching. Now, Microsoft could get TikTok's algorithm, but may not get the old data. So if Microsoft gets this algorithm without the data to inform it, the algorithm doesn't really do Microsoft that much good. The other development is Microsoft isn't the only suitor at the table. So Twitter has also expressed interest in acquiring TikTok. Now, Twitter does not have the financial resources of a Microsoft, so it would require financial help from other investors to be able to close the deal. But Twitter is much smaller than Microsoft, so it may not come with the antitrust concerns in acquiring TikTok that Microsoft might. While that may be attractive, Twitter couldn't acquire TikTok alone, and like I said, it would need other investors to close the deal. And Twitter, they're not immune from the technical hurdles faced by Microsoft either. They would face the exact same thing. So right now, the takeaway here is the future of TikTok is far from certain. So so many things need to go right for any kind of deal to go through, especially given the context that TikTok is not sold on the idea of being sold. They're challenging the order by the Trump administration to be banned or sell to U.S. interests via a lawsuit. So this thick plot, it just got thicker. It's probably not going to be figured out anytime soon, but there are going to be a lot of developments over the next few weeks in terms of whether or not this deal goes through. All right, let's talk lastly about Facebook. So Libra, if you remember Facebook's cryptocurrency, it may have come in, it's, it's kind of almost gone, but Facebook's not done pursuing payments and commerce. Facebook Inc. just launched a new group, Facebook's Financial, or Facebook Financial, or F2 for short. And what this group is designed to do is they want to integrate payment functionality across the entire Facebook ecosystem. The group's being run by David Marcus, Libra's co-creator. The purpose of the initiative is to unify payments across Facebook, WhatsApp, and Instagram, and Messenger. And the same way Facebook Inc. has been working to unify just messaging across the ecosystem. Now, finance is an area that Facebook's been wanting to get into for some time. The goal is to ultimately just make purchasing on Facebook, Messenger, Instagram, and WhatsApp that much easier, which will in turn make it even more attractive make it an even more attractive advertising partner. Now, we've seen Facebook make a big push to open storefronts on Instagram. So if it can become the store and the bank, that's a pretty good position for Facebook to be in. All right, that's it for the week's main story. So now I have several news quick hits where, that I'm going to, where I'm going to hit other stories that happened at a high level this week that I didn't dive into earlier. So Facebook and Apple, they're coming to a war of words over the Facebook gaming app for iOS. The app lets users watch streamers play games, but it was also meant to allow users to play simple HTML5 games as well. Now, Facebook had to remove the latter portion of the app to get approval to the App Store. Apple argued that the primary purchase was to watch streamers, which... Facebook argued that gaming was a primary function as well. Microsoft has faced similar issues with its xCloud service. Apple wants games to be submitted individually into its store so it can review them. Services that stream games don't do that. 
That seems like pretty old school thinking to me, and Apple is really coming to blows with gaming platforms, as I'll be talking about here in a little bit with with Riot. And Apple has uh, a big case to make in terms of whether or not it can keep on keep some of these pretty stringent guidelines on its app ecosystem especially when it comes to games. All right, let's keep talking. Facebook is more infested with QAnon than anyone thought. An internal investigation found that QAnon conspiracy groups have 3 million members, 1 million of which are spread across 10 massive groups. These groups have run 185 ads, gaining 4 million impressions in just the last 30 days. Facebook has taken some steps to limit QAnon groups, including banning one of the biggest ones, but it's clear Facebook has dealt with just the tip of a much bigger iceberg. Facebook has introduced a new feature that allows group administrators to partner with brands to monetize groups more. Now, currently, 1.4 billion people use Facebook groups every month, and allowing brands to reach those groups in an authentic way, that's pretty powerful. These groups are hyper-focused, giving brands a whole new way to reach audiences who have raised their hands around a particular passion. Speaking of Facebook, they are planning to remove U.S. news publishers who show connections to political groups from its news tab. This restricts outlets owned by political entities, led by political people, or are associated with political organization. Now, these outlets will not be included in the news tab, but they can still run ads on the platform. Very Facebook. All right, Twitch Prime has been rebranded to Prime Gaming to make the program appeal to a broader audience who does not have a Twitch account. All of the benefits of Twitch Prime remain. The only big change is users no longer need Twitch IDs to access it. Amazon wants to move its Prime members to Twitch, so by removing the Twitch branding, it makes Prime Gaming look like just another Amazon Prime benefit, or it looks even more so like an Amazon Prime benefit because it already was. Uh, Twitter is rolling out its reply limiting feature to all users. The feature gives users greater control over who can engage with their tweets. Before sending a tweet, users can allow everyone to reply by default, select only people the user follows, or select only people mentioned in the tweet. Users who don't reply are still able to retweet, comment, share, or like. Apple's made an update to the iOS and Mac OS Big Sur that redirects Apple News Plus users to its Apple News Plus app instead of participating publishers' websites when they browse to an article on Safari. The feature can be disabled, but publishers, they're understandably upset that Apple would redirect traffic from their website to its app because if they go on their website, those publishers can also make money through advertising. There's little evidence backing up that the directive that TikTok should be banned in the United States, but a new story doesn't do it any favors. It revealed that TikTok's Android app was collecting MAC addresses for 18 months despite platform rules banning such a practice. The addresses can be used to identify devices, which is typically used for ad targeting. The practice was banned in November, just as it was was banned by TikTok in November. Uh, they stopped doing it in November just as the heat on the platform was starting to pick up. And lastly, Facebook was the only one taking on Apple and its policies on gaming. I alluded to this earlier. Fortnite implemented a direct payments feature into its iOS app, which violates Apple's in-app purchase systems. So that system allows Apple to take 30% of every purchase. Well, once Fortnite circumvented Apple, Apple removed it from the App Store. Coming out of last week's antitrust hearing, it appears more services are willing to challenge Apple's policies and uh, Fortnite has said, hey, like we're our game is massive enough that we're really willing to challenge these policies. Apple has 
some of the best lawyers and basically an endless supply of capital. So this is going to be an interesting one to watch. All right, that's it for episode 417 of Brave Ad World. Before I let you go, I want to hear from you. Send questions, send comments. Let me know what you like. Let me know what you don't like to braveadworld at gmail.com. And if you get a chance, please rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts or your, or your platform of choice. It helps me know what you think and it helps others find the podcast. I can be found on Twitter at T Wickert. That's T-W-I-E-G-E-R-T. Thank you so much for listening and I will see you again in a couple weeks. Thanks for listening. For more, check out braveadworld.com.